Hello and welcome back to Dungeon Damsels. We are finally back to editing after the motherboard debacle. For those who'd like to know, um, I had a motherboard fail. I got a new one. That one also couldn't, didn't work. We got a third one. We eventually figured out why the first one didn't work because it needed a BIOS update to be compatible with the CPU. And to do that, I needed to update it, but I can't update it with my current CPU and my old one is broken. And so I didn't have the hardware to update anything, so I took it to the shop, and then it sat in the shop's bench for like two weeks, and they did nothing to it. So I took that back, drug it across multiple states to my brother, and then eventually we fixed everything and put it all together. Now we're back to editing. Yay! I promise this eventually ends because at some point I was like, hey, I should check the recordings. Now I check them literally every time. Um, eventually we'll get there. I'm, I'm dumb. Okay. All right. So summary time. The damsels are in the town of Fower, which is an Eldrin village in the Autumn Court Feywilds. They had they run in with Queen Sabra, the Archfey, who basically um, is in charge of all of the Autumn Court. She invited the damsels over to her awesome party because she thinks they're fun. There's a few snags. Arturo is a half human, half archfey that Kira and Ellie promised to help. He asked them to help him save his mom. That's what his whole sort of plan was with Tarina, actually, if you remember her from a million years ago. Uh, he was sort of her uh, middleman between her and Sabra, and he wanted to basically kind of scout the team out through Tarina to get this help. But then eventually he just asks them, and now he's collecting on the promise. His situation is that he works for Queen Sabra, does all her boring paperwork because she's a fae she's not going to want to do that. And he agrees to do that because she has his mom captive and so he needs help busting out his mom so he can get out of his boring dead-end job and get back to the material plane. <clears throat> he comes to foyer, tells the damsels he's collecting on his promise, then informs them about um, his mom being in prison at the palace. And additionally, there are complications. The key to the prison is actually split into four parts. Cyber keeps one in her bedroom, one on her jailer, one on the captain of the guard, and one on her prized lover at the moment. So the damsels need to collect the key fragments and then infiltrate the palace where the rooms move around because they're fey and they can't have boring palaces. The other complication is that the damsels, the four of them were invited, but not their friends. Actually, technically, Erevan was also invited. So, but they still have four other people that additionally need to come on um, the trip back to the material plane, which Arturo said he could do if they freed his mom. So the big goal is to free his mom so that all nine of them and their companions could go with arturo and his mom so that's like an 11 person party can return to the material plane that is the goal <clears throat> and but the, of course there are complications on how we're going to get the key and how we're going to sneak in our friends so this is the next part where luna kiara and kayanthi are deliberating on how to go about getting the keys and bringing their friends with them and I'm not sure if I mentioned this, but we don't have the dialogue or audio for me or Michael. So we're just going to do summaries and then highlights of the other three. And then hopefully we'll have a pretty good product at the end of everything. <laughs> oh, yes. I forgot to mention they are they just woke up. Uh, they spent the night in flower at one of the local inns and they wake up to breakfast. And they haven't eaten food in like 
a decent meal in like several days. So it's this awesome spread of fruits and freshly baked tarts and these honey crepes, just the, the scent of fried potatoes and roasted tomatoes and nuts and steaming hot fresh bread from the oven. And there's little small plates of meats and sausages and kind of like bacon, things like that, because most, most of the residents at this town don't actually meet, eat meat, but some do. So they have this really great smelling food and Luna's there thinking, is, is this safe to eat? And the answer is no, it's not. Yeah, guys, if we eat the fey food, it's going to make it really hard to leave. I don't want that to happen. You don't want that to happen. Let's... Kiara thinks about it. Well, can we take any for the road? <laughs> it's curious. Yeah, does it lose its powers if you have it after you're gone? Or does it just... <laughs> uh, well, you can pack the croissants for later when we get back home. See if they're still there. What if they like pushed it down? You know, like nope. Kiara <laughs> just holds out the bag, like it just goes into screen. There's a bag. Just put it in there. <laughs> for the road. <laughs> they're curious. And it's at this point that Arturo comes over and starts telling them about what needs to be done and it's he says well you might want to write this down because it's a lot it's a it's moment to just like look around and then she starts patting Aravan. write it down <laughs> <laughs> she she does this little hug Ellie, pull out a little leaf. notebook and actually takes a page that's blank like flips all the way to the back rips a page out passes it to him Aravan. <laughs> goes oh um and then he starts to just pat yeah. himself searching for any form of writing utensil he pulls out like a pen and then he doesn't have any paper so he's stuck <laughs> carries a book and at this point Ellie asks about why Saber would have lots of lovers just like displayed around her as her like ornaments because Ellie's like why would you do that that's weird and then she additionally asks if um, Balak's dad, Liam, who actually works for a matron, if he serves that similar purpose and if he's considered, like, attractive. He was an accountant. <laughs> That's like the opposite of, like, a sexy draping person. There's probably something like yeah. it within yeah. in drow, like, society, right? Yeah. Yeah, and she's like, more like ornamental favors. You have a bunch of lovers. You want them nearby at least to show your virility or your station. It's kind of like Sister so tries to think of a human equivalent. Stares at Luna. Like keeping. What to do to me? Yes, Kiara's <laughs> looking at you as if to try and figure out a, <laughs> a human reference because it's like, I went to that one place where a lot of your people were. Anything similar? Uh, having a lot of such a shiny things near you because you're rich. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> that she could come up with. So, how, should we split up perhaps to figure out who gets which key? Go and try and grab it. What sort of plans do we have? Because I definitely see Ellie coming in clutch here. <laughs> Especially since um, she can fly now. Flying oh, is yes. always wonderful. You can be a goose and just, just like, like, grab the keys <gasps> off people's belts. Everyone's afraid of geese no matter what plane you're in. They're afraid yeah. of geese. 
<laughs> so it's from the Unmother Goose Tales. It wasn't. I don't think so. Greta Gosling v. Unmother. She is just a goose. <laughs> I don't know if we'll be able to... Um, what, if, what if Ellie, you know, gets caught and we have to figure out something else along the way? So maybe we should figure out if one of us could take care of one of the keys each? So that we're not just... Plan. And if we have any other abilities or ideas for those specific people that we have to find the keys on, that feels important. I've been studying a different spell, and I found one that's um that is able to, in a certain area, I'll be able to either hold or repel a fae. And so I'm not sure if that even could be useful along the way. I'm sure it would be. Just a matter, mm -hmm. of maybe that's something we can use as well. I'm not sure. Yeah. I actually have a similar ability, though I don't- I feel like it would cause- call attention to us, so I want to wait until it's, like, the yeah, last resort. Otherwise, perhaps just pass without a trace, or just, you know... If there's any other ways that we can figure things out, we have a list of who would possibly have the keys. Um... Is there any other way we can figure out how to divvy it up? It is then suggested that they use Nualia to infiltrate Queen Starbird's chambers and well, first the castle, find the chambers and then collect the key fragment. And um, Ellie asks about her pit pocketing and lock picking and I didn't know off the top of my head so I had to look it up. We, we'd have like one person needs to sneak into or at least we need someone to sneak into her room. How good are you with pickpocketing? Probably it's, plot is the one thing she's not good at. She can lockpick, just not the sneaking. <laughs> I'm good at the stabbing, not so good at the picking. Turns out Nualia is quite good at all of those things, and it is then suggested that Luna take on one of the courtesans. I think I could do that. I'm not very good at being sneaky. You can, can socialize about dancing. I can try. Kira is then asked who she would like to take on. Might want to do Captain of the Guard and the and the uh, the jailer around the last bit. Those require <laughs> Kiara sitting there might require more force. <laughs> Kiara, I have accepted this. <laughs> it is then whimsically suggested that all three druids turn into geese because you know there's nothing friendlier than a band of geese. You can do the reenacting, the, the, re the yes, you can, you know, make it a, a, a distraction type thing where it's like Greta Gosling, the unmother tales of, of unmother goose. You know, the one where she terrorizes children. It's terrifying. You know, will you have to write the stories? <laughs> Theron says, I love that series. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Greta Gosling, the, <laughs> Greta Gosling, the unmother. <laughs> The Unmother Goose. <laughs> if you like hybridize a goose and a lizard and just like make like a, the most wretched looking dragon. <laughs> oh no, it's just a cassowary. <laughs> it's just a cassowary. All right, so so far we have Luna assigned to Cortison Key, Noalia assigned to Room Key, Ellie assigned to Drailer Key, and. I'll take Captain. <laughs> I'm using my phone now because I trust it more than my computer. Can you uh, hear yes. me well enough? It's a different microphone. Yes. All yeah. right. I would leave as is then. 
The next line is in reference to how Kiara will convince the captain of the guard to um, give the key over to her. Well, if I can't talk it off of her. And then Kiara gives you this look to mean, yeah, most likely it's going to take force. <laughs> she does this little... That's what we'll probably have to do then. I don't know. It's like a bait and switch. One of us distracts her and then the other one comes in and like... to the back. <laughs> nothing lethal or nothing, just, you know, stun. <laughs> I kind of feel as though that you, Kiara, probably better should be the distraction, and then I could make sure my move does not harm them in any way. That would be best. I'd like to not do permanent damage if I can have avoid it. So Kiara and Kiara, I mom and I dad. Be <laughs> dead. Okay. And so, Ellie, uh, with you on the jader note... Well, it's gonna be a five-day party. True. So the rest up in between, I suppose. Looking at Theron and Aravan and, uh, Deirdre, and just like... So... <laughs> Aravan, you can fly. <laughs> I mean, we already said I was gonna be a goose, right? <laughs> Oh, God. <laughs> yeah. is, is this party somewhere that it'd be offensive to wear armor? It would be weird, but not offensive. Kara sits here in all of her like armor as well as literally butchers. Yeah. Brain, so like, okay, we have a bag of holding, right? We do. Okay, I want to stick my armor in there because <sighs> it's an heirloom from myself. <laughs> That's important. So. Ellie and it looks at Aravan. You can wild shape too. Do you want to go in with uh, the intrigue team with Luna or do you want to do um, druidic support with Ellie? <laughs> shape shifty support with Ellie. Shape shifty support works for me. I'm with Kiara, so that's yeah. <laughs> my fourth group, I believe. Yeah, we're captain group. Looks like <laughs> thinks about Deirdre and then uh, Theron thinks about it. Deirdre says, "Well, I can just use a disguise self." The disguise self thing is interesting to Kiara. How about to make a jape of it? How about she? How about you disguise yourself as Luna and Luna comes in with a little game of, "Oh, who am I? Which one's me? Do you know? Do you know?" <laughs> Likely not to work on Faye though. I was joking. Unless yeah. it works. Unless. <laughs> Probably not. Um, look like the jailer after you knock him out. <laughs> look like the jailer after you misplace him. Kiara adjusts her language. Misplace him. I said misplace. I didn't mean kill, right? <laughs> I didn't say kill, right? <laughs> You're saying. Okay. All right. And Lucian. <laughs> Evolution behind her again. <laughs> yeah. Kiara, you know what, Deirdre? That, that change shape can't really be... No, that change feature thing can't really be done on someone else, can it? <laughs> Just like... Can we? Oh, no, sadly not. Right. So from the sound of what we're planning out, we do have our groups, though, however, yes? So me, Kiara, and Aravan. And then Ellie, you have a certain area with you. And Luna, you're... Or don't we? We have Deidre. <laughs> you can have Theron if you like, but Luna doesn't have a buddy and Noalia doesn't mm -hmm. have a buddy, but Luania Noalia wants to uh go stag. 
Wait, is there a guard entrance somewhere? We could probably disguise him as a guard after we misplace a guard. Or do you? <laughs> <laughs> like a cares misplace a guard. <laughs> Can't use a bag of holding on a person. Can't use a bag of holding on a person. Yara, like, she just has a little flashback yeah. to when, like, the matrons were telling her, you do not put people in things of holding, it will be lethal, they cannot breathe, it doesn't work that way, don't try, not even <laughs> once, not even as a joke. I'm looking at you, Travis! <laughs> Fine. And then she just like, slips back into, into her regular, I don't think that's gonna work. <laughs> Maybe disguise someone as a servant? <laughs> I mean, as a chef, that might work. Or cater, but yeah, servant's entrance sounds good. You would just servant's entrance meet up with. Oh, could that be our exit? Oh, yeah. If we misplace some more guards or some or some servants along the way, misplace them gently. Kara's looking at no. If you run around quickly, you'll look like you're doing something. Right. Like someone tries, like seems to call you out. Can't talk right now. Bye. Can't talk. Hors d'oeuvres. Bye. <laughs> oh God. So many hors d'oeuvres. Oh, these hors d'oeuvres. <laughs> Kiara looking at her rudimentary notes. Ah. So potentially, and this is not needing to. This doesn't need to stick. Uh, Luna and Theron for the Cartesian key. Uh, Noalia for the room key. Kiara, myself, sorry. Me, Keanthe, and Aravan for captain key. And Ellie and Deirdre for jailer key. Okay. Because, like, if I have, like, a small animal with me, it's, like, it could be easier to have him take the key while I'm keeping the uh, the person outside. Yeah. Yeah. Theron, what's your slide of hand like? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Theron, how good are you at swiping things? How's your pickpocketing? Swiper, no swiping. Oh, yes, yes, swiping. Wait, but you're a goose. It doesn't matter. You don't need. You don't need manners. You don't need morals. You don't need manners or morals. The unmother Greta Gosling doesn't require morals. Oh, it is a beautiful party, and you are a terrible goose. Yeah. (laughs) Kiara, so like, we should probably plan for the captain, but I don't want to think about it. Misplacing people. Ah, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll figure that out. Ellie asks how Kiara would go about schmoozing the captain of the guard. You know, just talk to her about, like, you know, fighting stances and just chat her up about military you life. You can approach her as if you're horribly intoxicated and she'll just have to deal with you for a little bit, perhaps. Kiara just, like, you can tell by the, like, the, the, the tilt of her head, Kiara just assumes anyone in the, like, in the militant field is, like, interested in talking shop about I mean, their job, maybe. their profession, because, you know, <laughs> she's like, yeah, she's interested in it, right? Yeah, <laughs> she's just assuming, oh yeah, it's a distraction thing. Whenever yeah. enjoys drills, it's invigorating, especially at, like, Right when you've only had just barely enough sleep and then all the adrenaline finally kicks into your body and you have no choice but to move. Otherwise, it's just... <laughs> she pauses. I see I'm alone here. <laughs> <laughs> I see I'm alone here. <laughs> but we're all our friends. Jocks. <laughs> you could you could very much approach the captain and be like, you need to teach me all about the fey ways or perhaps I'm not... Fey fighting styles, I challenge you. <laughs> You can challenge, and then I 
finished the job. I think this is as ready as we'll ever be. And we've always been very talented with improvisation, so I believe it should work well. So we shouldn't have planned in the first place. Well, it's always, it makes me feel a little better, I will say. Okay, now next up, Arturo teleports the party to like a block away from the, the palace, and then he flies over to where he's supposed to be because he helps run the whole place. Um, the, and as the party is walking to the palace, they can start to see how splendid it is. The gala is shimmering with is wild with shimmering lights floating in the air. A fairy of all sizes and shapes flood the ceiling. They flit around singing and laughing, holding tiny cups in their hands. There are cushioned and curtained gazebos. Water orbs float in the air and face swim through them before dropping or flying into the next one. You can see a procession of guests outside the gates. Beings of multicolored skin and floating bodies glide into the front gate. Markings of foreign design decorate them in bold gold bands around their legs and arms. There are a total of four, and it's hard to determine a gender for these creatures. Arturo announces them as the Ginny Royals, Aquatic Lord Fidel, Mystic Helene, Commander General Fatina, and Magister Lena. Following them is a procession of white and ice crystal and a large collection of winter eldrin dressed in fine garbs, wearing icicles as decorations and geodes as ears earrings. They bloom out from a f singular figure with an androgynous form, white skin with a blue undertone, and a haunting beauty. Long blue wings extend out the back and a train of white silk form a fitted jacket. There is a crown that sits on a head with coiled elk antlers decorated in frost and glittering unmelting snow. The air around this being is cold like the crisp winter air. They are flanked by four guards and next to them is a small elderdrin. The being simply glances over the party, but the Eladrin next to him, a female, takes notice of Ellie as she turns her head as the party passes and keeps her stare. Arturo announces them as King Elia of the Winter Court and his collection with Head of External Affairs Ashwin Coldsnap. The group behind them is a band of full-fledged fiends. Their red skin and leather wings are wrapped in metal and draped in a minimal scaled clothing. One has the body of a snake and six arms. Tattoos cover their bodies and thin veils cover the faces of the females in with intermingling chained jewelry that sweeps across the expanse of their horns. One, in, one is missing part of her lower arm, another is missing his eye. Despite the luxurious clothing, violence is evidently part of their life. You examine them and determine that there's probably three, three collectively, two female and one male, at least in body or biolog biologically. Arturo announces General Luxorist, Agent Delexia, and Agent Haringorn of King Ardenegno's court. <laughs> they uh, erupt into a... <laughs> a a battle of screaming and um, a display of, of strength and then uh, after the Fae have been properly scared of it, they go about their, their business and um, straight to the food, honestly. Lastly, behind them, the, uh, the fiends, is a an eclectic group, kind of a strange party, uh, a drow male with short black hair and a shining individual next to him. He glows. That's what you got. 
looks humanoid, um, but he's shining. Next to them is a group of arcane elves, two male and one female. The shining person with flowing long blonde hair and a circlet floating above him. Both are dressed finely and have male bodies. The blonde is garbed in a loose robe of white that covers one shoulder. The drow is dressed in a black and purple fitted tunic. The arcane elves are gorgeously dressed. The tallest is a slim male with a circlet around his head and black hair. And the left is a short stocky male with a decorative breastplate, a square jawline, and a unique sword. On his right is a female with white streaking her jet black hair, and she wears robes decorated with stars. But not in an obnoxious way, in like a nice way. <laughs> Arturo announces Lord Kieran and Commander Raziel of the Jaran Desert Confederacy, representing Lady Adrastia, accompanying them, Emperor Arceus of the Arcanic Empire, Chilikia Archmage of the Imperial Court, and Seyervante Deliba of state defense and imperial guard they proceed inward and um the party breaks up a little bit then arturo turns and looks to the group and asks to your group the party how should i introduce you i, I okay sorry two ideas came to mind of like what do we call you guys and i'm like debating between come up with a really rock and metal band name or uh Insert the name of the lady that kill, almost killed Uncle Lucius. <laughs> like, just have her, like, last name tagged somewhere, anywhere. It's like, oh, oh if we're gonna make enemies, make it We can call ourselves the yeah. Iron Maiden. <laughs> yeah. Iron Maiden. Yeah. Iron War Maiden? Iron Maidens. Iron Maidens, Iron Maidens yeah. you know? Yeah. Because we are, we are women and we are strong. <laughs> No other reason. <laughs> uh, the Enclave of the Iron Maidens. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Alright, y'all think of anything better. Is anyone here musically talented? Yes. <laughs> Kiara immediately. Yes. Get your flute. Get your flute, Kiara. <laughs> Are we a band? I will introduce us with music. <laughs> like, what? Can I just go ahead? What is that? That's a terrible yes. intro. <laughs> Drop the flute. Drop the flute. Oh, no. Okay, well, uh... Right. Can I do some dances oh, to, like, give to our kids? Oh, do you have guidance on? <laughs> oh, can I give her guidance, too? Right, I'll slap some guidance on. Can I also you give her advantage? Fantastic. <laughs> okay, guidance is plus five, yeah? Plus 1d4. Oh, 1d4, got it. All right. Okay, well, that turns my 16 into a 17, 18, 19. I got, tw I got 19. <laughs> All right, so at this point, Kiara um, busts out like this crazy flute solo. Luna begins <laughs> to dance. Um, Kayanthi does some backflips, and then Ellie waves her staff around and brings in dancing lights. <laughs> and Arturo looks at the party like, "What are you doing?" But you know they do like a really great job. Party, and everyone else yeah! just kind of turns and looks that? at them like, "No idea, it's a party." And then kind of like claps awkwardly because no one really does that. <laughs> but they're like and then they get a couple of woos and um, <laughs> then the party kind of just turns back Great. and does what they're, to the, what they're doing <laughs> I'm not gonna lie like when uh, when you guys are when we all walk in like Kiara's like flute solo just sort of like she peters off and she takes a look and she's like <sighs> and then she puts the flute away like <laughs> yeah it's a party and we're here to work <laughs> she just has to be like <sighs> We're here to work. <laughs> and it's at this point that we have Deirdre just see Drow and it's like, all right, I'm a mangle, bye. And then she just goes over there. 
she um the lord kieran caught her attention because he's obviously a mage and so she wants to go talk shop <laughs> and um the um next up we have <laughs> your gaggle of geese um and like uh like we forgot entirely about lucian but um i believe he and deirdre oh gosh we just they just i just didn't make it a problem they just snuck him in it's fine and <laughs> you know, they're discussing you know how to how to split up and search for clues but uh ellie <laughs> sees something and begins to immediately march off after it in her big poofy green dress is there a pet squirrel or a pet goose at this point it's a pet squirrel mm -hmm. right i'll leave that to luna <laughs> Luna's your companion goose squirrel. Squoose. Squir squirrel. Squoose, yes. <laughs> Squoose or gwirl? Oh, it's a gwirl. Gwirl. Alright. And here is when there's dancing and partying, and Ellie is going around curching to everyone and, and saying hello, and the party eventually spots her. The other i believe aravan actually shifts into his humanoid form at this point but theron stays as like a goose or a, a squirrel i think he stays a goose and the party notices that ashwin cold snap the eldrin the, the winter eldrin from the winter court is has been watching ellie with wide eyes does she have a crush on ellie us no. <laughs> oh wait, yeah, back back at the farm. Where's Ellie? <laughs> Where'd she go? So where's Ellie and the squirrel? Anyone? <laughs> Kiara. She's she's wearing a longer dress right now, so she like moves her skirts for a second. We've misplaced part of our team. <laughs> it's like oh, we can't misplace Ellie. We are here to misplace other things. <laughs> Walking into the courtyard. Oh, the palace is mesmerizing. You see pixies of various flutter across the sky. The setting sun bathes the scene in an orange glow. The scent of fine wines and perfumed gardens walked about. There's a central viewing pool with leaves that are round and flat, and on top of the and they float on top of the water and produce purple and orange flowers. Carpets of and pillows made of silk and fine fabrics are placed around the courtyard. You can see groups of fae eating, drinking, and singing. A group of seals swims in the pools and jumps out into the forms of maidens holding fur skins. And a, a being with one head and one leg, that's it, hops by. Excuse me, I'm just getting to the snack table. Uh, the Ginny royals float over to a canopied tent to begin to lounge while various servants and a few fall eldren as well serve them. One goes over and starts to talk to the women in the fur coats, while two lie down, and the fourth goes to Sabra. There is a pig roasting, and the fiends march over to it with haste. The fae almost immediately immediately <laughs> scatter as the band of metal-clad demons storm over. The male demon pulls the pig straight out of the spit and begins to gnaw. <laughs> One of the females growls and bares her teeth. This is a party, Lux. Have manners. The fae don't care, he says with a grin. <laughs> They're only prettier than us, not better than us. He takes a huge bite out of the pig. You swine, give me a leg at least. The third one sits rigidly on the pillow and observes. Her body is almost seemingly made of a, entirely of metal. She seems to be made of metal. Right down to the strands of hair. 
The music stops and everyone turns towards Sabra on her splendid pavilion at the end of the courtyard. There's like a, a courtyard and then a staircase and a secondary courtyard with her pavilion. And then behind that is the actual palace and you can go up it, up the stairs to um, the Grand Hall. Welcome to the party. It's a party for, well, who needs a reason? <laughs> the crowd cheers. <laughs> you know, I hate rules, but I gotta have some here. You're here to have fun, not to fight. I'm tired of cleaning up all the blood on the floor, so grab a drink, grab a friend, grab an enemy. <laughs> we're all here for a good time. Tonight, we're gonna have trials by popular request, and we're gonna start with the trial of fire. The crowd roars. Cool. Yeah! <laughs> Then we'll go inside for the trial of the dance. And after that, we'll finish up with the trial of the song and, and dance a new one I thought of. Oh, yeah. So there, the third trial is the trial of song and dance, as opposed to the second trial just being the trial of dance. And the crowd roars. Yeah. Then we'll go inside uh, and the cheer uh, crowd. Uh, if you... If you become the crowd favorite, you can pick from the treasure pile. And then she does the little dance on her like literal pile of gems and shouts off with a, a big glass in her hand saying, pull out the shots. PSA, don't do this in real life. You could actually die. Um, so the, the trial of fire springs into action. Everyone has brought a drink. Your team is next to a large demon, one one of the ones who came in. He scoops up the cup and nods at your party as he kicks back a swig. Two men, the golden guy, introduces General Brazil, stunning in nothing but a simple um, leather skirt and then draped over with a fine white linen. He looks really great. He's in like really good shape, <laughs> like gladiator shape. Um, pulling a drink and, uh, off a floating trail and handing him out. The arcane elf with him is notably shorter, but by no means not as strong as Breastplate is artfully designed. You saw him earlier, uh, both functional and beautiful. The crest of the phoenix rests on his shoulder and um, you're next to Cervantes Liba, the Imperial Guard. He was introduced earlier. Hey, grab me an Inferno res. The golden man smirks and reaches for another. Ah, starting to slow down, Vante. I could have stayed somewhat alive. Already can fend for himself, but I don't want to embarrass him. The man in Raz looks at you. Uh, he has a lot of Howl energy, if you're familiar with Ghibli's Howl's Moving Cavalry. Do you want me to get you one? And um, at this point, you decide um, who the competitors are going to be in this drinking contest. And it, there are four drinks. They are... Um, pepper drinks so that's where the trial of fire comes from and the stronger they are uh the stronger or scallion scale they are the higher dc of the constitution saving throw i'll go saving throw are we using you yeah, con, right? i'll go strength or con wait con is this gonna affect our ability to leave it will not affect your ability to leave. I mean, like, that that, that would have been Kiara's question, like, wait, so if they're going drinking, they're not going to go home, or are they allowed to drink here because they made the drinks if they can go home? I'll, I'll do it. this. <laughs> I got the amulet of health. I can do this. We will watch. We will Kiara watch. does not, but Kiara wants a drink. Kianthi will be the designated driver. Yes, okay. press the digitation when we get to Lafayette. 
Alright, now this is where we begin the mini-game. So the objective of this is to consume the pepper drinks, and each drink has a number of points assigned to it. The higher the points, the harder it is to save against it. And the objective is to read 20 points without falling unconscious or throwing up. And depending on which you could choose, the number of points you make for the saving throw. So every time you fail, you may take a penalty. And the first first fail is you get minus two to saving throws. And the second, minus two to saving throws, disadvantage on saving throws, and the poison condition. And then third fail, you are unconscious or you throw up. You can choose. <clears throat> and the team basically um, goes toe to toe with Raziel and. Cervantes Liba, who are the two men from before, and uh, have a good time going competing against them. Uh, I want to start with in I'll start with Inferno. Uh, what was the fourth drink? Last <laughs> drink or DC twenty? Uh, <laughs> Kiara looks over at Kante. Keep an eye on the kids for me, will ya? That just <laughs> kicks back another one. Yeah. Yeah. I've just been going with black hearts because I'm at disadvantage and I'm just like uh. hating myself for it. Like she's, she's trying so hard not to show it. And while Kayanthi is observing, <clears throat> she has to make a general charisma check to act natural. And with Kayanthi, we know that's great. <clears throat> she's great at that. Speaking, so one of the jinn goes and talks to King Elia, who is the Winter Fey King. Winter King says, Ah, Lord Fidel, I trust you've come to attempt to go troops out of me again. Oh, please, King Elia, I would, we could be great together. Water and ice were splendid already. Elia, who has a personal snow flurry wafting around them, blinks. Please, you want to lay claim to the airplanes as you have, as you have outgrown water. And they continue to try to, um... They kind of go back and forth, playfully, as they have a- apparent, it seems they have a long history in this discussion in particular. Whew! Nat 20! Okay. One more drink, just don't fall unconscious. Don't do it. Keep I'm gonna do one more death drink. <laughs> I'm- I'm finishing it off with a face sizzle. <laughs> and I- I got it! I'm a 20! Oh, exactly. I got a dirty 20 because I rolled a 17 and I said I was going to do a death one so I got a 17 and that is plus uh, 3 instead of 5 so it's dirty 20 and I have 20 now uh, all together we, we both kick it back and we high five each other yeah. crying <laughs> after the drinking contest the pepper drinking contest they are lauded the defeat the demon um, Vaughn and his glowing companion, uh, Raziel, uh, fall over, and, um, the Luna and Kiara are the victors of the drinking contest. Then they decide that they are going to try to scout out the area and locate the people that they need to find for the keys. The next part, I had them roll to blend into the crowd, so they could do like a persuasion or a performance or some other skill if they wanted to, you know, convince me otherwise. And they're moving towards the courtesans, I believe. 
Well, everyone else is drunk. <laughs> oh, sweet. Alright. So, this, would persuasion work, or do it just be charisma? Well, I'm not gonna roll better than that 20, so... Nat 20. Same! Lindsay's! Yay! Yay. Alright, I'm gonna budget to use my perception to figure out what other people are doing, and then act like this. Hey. with that. You're just like... You keep yeah. on using press digitation to turn into water or something. That's <laughs> oh. uh, oh. funny. Oh, this fire is out of my water. Kayanthi hmm. <laughs> feels someone stand behind her and lean over and say, oh, I hate politics. It says Jin was a slightly more feminine voice and face. Her arms are strong. She has on a loose robe, her high ponytail and bracers yeah. set off the look of one tough woman. Name's Fatima. What's yours? I see. Then Kayanthi, I suppose, would just like kind of tip her glass and said, I'm Kayanthi. And yes, I understand why you might be not so particular towards politics. They tend to... They tend to affect more than they should, I suppose, of our lives. Uh, well, Kayanthi, I can't expect... I say I was expecting a rising dawn monk here. Share with them a few years. I'm older than I look. <laughs> oh. Well, we all tend to travel and pop up, I suppose, wherever we, we must. I'm with my companions. They're, um... Well, they're rejoicing in their victory <laughs> over their accomplishment over there. All right. Pointing at Ellie over there. So what do you say? Want to go a few rounds in the ring? You can uh, see a small dirt clearing uh, in the distance, just over like a little fence. And uh, it seems like they've actually been set up because there's a number of <laughs> other Fae who are wrestling. But it's nothing serious, so. Oh, okay. There you go. Thank you. You want to fight? You want to wrestle? <laughs> you touch his hands. <laughs> All right. Sounds good. All right. Kendra's going to hike up whatever skirt she's wearing and be like, well... I have feeling been feeling a little rusty lately. Let's try this out, perhaps. Gesture for her to lead the way, and Kayanthi's gonna look over to her friends, being like, oh. <laughs> Alright, well, Kayanthi's gonna be a bit of flashy. She's just gonna do one of her, like, you know, warm-up. The poses she usually does when she's, like, preparing for bed or just waking up. Just to warm up, you know, and... Casual yeah, about this. There's a ringside camera <laughs> wants to sit by it. Yeah. <laughs> Do like a like a little leg sweep through your like slow presser, you know, like you know, whoa, and then like a little empty poser if you like, you know, like come at me or whatever. Not don't forget to have fun and stretch out your quads. Kiara yes, just that's, is, that's what's are they drunk now? Is our Luna and Kiara and <laughs> all just drunk? Now? I mean, yeah. was it pepper or was it was it liquor? Uh, okay, so they're all just like nursing ice cubes at this point. And be like, oh, okay. hey, fun. All right, I got um, 23 for initiative. Ooh. All right, going first. And because um, we only talked about being a monk stuff, we're only going to do be monk. I'm going to, Kansas is going to start out with monk stuff. Um, so let's go ahead and just do an unarmed strike. All right, so Kansas goes toe-to-toe -to -toe with Fatima, opens up with a couple of unarmed strikes. Uh, misses. Um, I don't know if you've ever noticed, but Kristen um, pretty much always rolls low. 
she has the Wheaton curse. Then uh, Fatina gets some strikes in. Afterwards, there is a round of studying strikes. Stun, stun, stun. <laughs> okay, there you go. Thank you. Because I always forget. Deflect missiles, all this fun stuff. Stunning strike. <laughs> I think. Let's do like a little, like, a, I don't know. Windmill kick. You know, I kind of just do like a little flip and then like one over to hit her and then another backflip to hit her again. Like kick, kick. While still keeping my distance. Yeah, show off. Let's go. I don't believe any of those landed, uh, but following up after that, Kayanthi goes into a whirlwind kick, and um, they have uh, an interesting bout, and Fatima calls it off because it's just supposed to be a sparring match, and um, basically says thanks for the match, and I hope you enjoy the party, essentially. And um, the reason Kayanthi agreed to this was because one of the key holders was interested in the matches, so she thought she could utilize that in some way. All right, well, Kayanthi's going to do her little bow. She sees where they're looking and just kind of... Thank you for that fight. Kept me fresh. I appreciate that. Kiara and Luna, of course, just... <laughs> Side. Sidelines. Yes. Good job, crying. Dad. Just... <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so much pepper. <gasps> Here, I got another icicle. Oh, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Kathy, she got beat, you know? Half health right now, you know, whatever. Ugh. Ellie's icicle looks like one of those little cigars. She's <laughs> tough. Yeah, she got a good function. Yeah. Kiara just takes a moment as she's like looking around, trying to keep an eye on where everyone is. Knows that, knows Ellie's somewhere, sees green. Ah, cool, excellent. Deirdre doesn't see the squirrel nearby, assumes that it's probably well, just Ellie. Food, I think, I think Kathy would be like, oh, let's go to the buffet. <laughs> so I have the snack table. our rations, you know? Okay, well, Kathy's just gonna gather herself a little sample plate. Like, all the little tiny hors d'oeuvres in a little circle were like, I don't know where this came from, but this one's from here. And she's just like, travel the world, you know, gastrointestinally. intestinally. <laughs> None of this looks familiar to Kiara, does it? Probably not. Um, also, I, get think, sample I don't plate. think it would be. Hmm. All right. I, think I grew up picking like some wild berries sometimes, and then also apples off my parents' trees. So yeah. I'm just like, oh, fruit. I'll I'll just... Just... This is familiar. Oh, I'm giving Aravan some of the good stuff I found. Like, here you go, trade it. Kiara's into all this new food. She's like having bites of each one. Can I make a perception or investigation check to see where Deirdre went and where Nualia is? If she's hasn't already, like, disengaged yeah. to start like poking through the place like are they still there she looks around and sees that Nuali is nowhere to be seen Aravan has actually caught the eye of one of the fiends is, and is awkwardly speaking to her and um Deirdre has just found a group of drow or at least she's talking to Lord Karen like specifically and they're just <laughs> she just seems to be having a ball like it, it looks like two people talking about similar interests and 
getting into like the nitty gritty like very drought to find like a common interest so and just fine. go on about it <laughs> well she's fine <laughs> ellie's head's in a bubble and looks at luna you want to go find the key yeah she's probably go try to do that i mean I she's just been here for a little while and i know like we got five days version of herself because she's like i'm fancy mm. enough to be invited to this Carol, like, i'm fancy enough to be invited to this Carol's just like I'll, I'll float in that direction see if i can yeah well she's fine <laughs> Ellie's head's in a bubble and looks at Luna. You want to go find the key? Yeah, we should probably go try to do that. I mean, we've been here for a little while, and I know we got five days, but. Mm hmm. And Kara, like. Kara's just like, I'll, I'll float in that direction, see if I can find a captain of the guard floating around something. Okay. She it's just an excuse to explore more of the party, honestly. You might pick that up or not. He'll leave it to Luna to be perceptive about it. <laughs> I'll just roll for it just for fun. <laughs> I was saying insight and I got a ten. Yeah, as far as you can tell, Kiara is in one hundred percent work mode. <laughs> <laughs> and then you notice that um Kayante is not in sight. So we better look for her. And correction from before, Erevin has remained a squirrel. He's not a goose. Kiara grabs one of the squirrels, whispers to it, and then she's like, oh, go find Kathy. <laughs> you. It wasn't one of our squirrels, it was another one. <laughs> Surprise squeaking. <laughs> she doesn't know which one she grabs. Squirrels look similar. <laughs> Grabbed all of them first. Hey, sorry, Aravan. It's probably really startling to suddenly be like snatched. It was like mid bite of something, and I was trying to feed him. Elia is the guard <laughs> that we are looking for. If you can, if you and Kantha can work up something, since Ellie is elsewhere, <laughs> just. Key. <laughs> Just like passes it passes him back. Yeah. Key. Okay. Elliot. That one. Talking to new friend. Okay, um so... <laughs> Okay, so the idea is just to take the key from him. Do you think I mean it's five days. Will he notice it's gone after five days? After a day, after like two minutes? You know? Actually it might be a better idea to like do our heists like all at the same time. So that, like, yeah. we can all, like, start communicating with each other. Keep an eye on him. <laughs> yeah, I don't think we can do it yet, so we'll just, um... We'll get into the positions. Yeah. I mean, the one that would probably be easiest to get fastest is maybe the one in the Queen's quarters. I don't know. She seems like she's going to be at the party for a while. Just to That's guess. true, right? So I think right. we should just keep in mind the name the two guards. And, for Fatima, because yeah. I don't think Fatima can really change your appearance too much, so maybe we'll be, like, you know... Just keep yeah. an eye out. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to go ahead and grab Luna and bring her to the... I'm going to float with Luna towards the direction of the courtesans. Yeah. The the snack table, you mean? Yeah, snack table! <laughs> That's hey. my favorite place at the party, yes. Because I've actually been noticing over like the last five minutes that it, I don't know, I'm nodding off for some reason. But like, you guys can keep partying. Okay. Like, Okay. The wrap up yeah. Luna's little section, maybe. So this next section has the the party moving towards, or at least part of the party, I think it's Keonthi, Kiara, and Luna, moving towards the courtesan, which is 
um, where Queen Sabra keeps one of the keys. She kind of just likes to (laughs) put it on the necks of her courtesans and whichever one she fancies the most at that particular, you know, hour is the person who gets to wear it. So they go to the courtesans and they sort of like are just, you know, humanoid drapery and ornaments. So, um, and one is, the one with the key is this dancer and she has this beautiful dark skin and she has uh, braided woolly hair and she does this amazing athletic dancing. And then, um, Luna is thinking, hey, I can go and, you know, show off my own dance moves and then maybe I can get in close to get the key. Yeah. I'll go do that. Ballet dance around him. Yeah, ballet yeah. dance around. We're just pirouetting across the floor and then you like lean into a, a kneel and like, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Better just pull like a, a bookmark out of your brother's book and just be like, power slide all the way through. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> bro. What's up? Bro. That's cute. I love it. <laughs> yeah, bro. <laughs> oh See that powerful slide? Bro, power slide. It helps you hug your breath easier. Yeah, bro. So, next, what follows is Luna does this um, sort of dance off with the Corazon, and the Corazon does um, a lot of hip-hop sort of um, jumping and leaping and it's it's very different to them they haven't really seen that before and with the help of Erevan the squirrel Luna manages to get close to the Corazon and procure the key from off of her without her noticing and it was one heck of a sleight of hand and Erevan the squirrel managed to help her by um, getting his little scroll hands and undoing the knot. So then what happens is Queen Sabra, her voice, you hear Queen Sabra's voice chime in again. Everyone to the dance floor. The party begins to shuffle inward in a wild clump, everyone pushing into the grand hall of the large palatial tree. So they were in the courtyard in front of Sabra's sort of like, welcome mat where she lounged and then everyone goes and pushes inside behind that to the palace inside multicolored lights illuminate the dance floor of polished gorgeous wood intricate flower inlays curves across it and goes up the walls above you water cascades into pools at each corner with a stage for sabra at the back and it's flanked on either side by winding staircases to the west and east are full of or tables full of food and drink face servants bustle in and out of staircases that lead to the underground carrying plate after plate musicians start to warm up and each guest is ushered in Sabra flies to her stage and speaks loudly now I know you probably have your dance cards full but I like to mix it up pixies a sea of pixies flies out and lands on every guest's shoulder. And then the pixies, pixies begin to glow a certain color. The first person you find with a matching pixie is your first partner. Uh, KLD, you're paired with Kieran, a draw male. And he puts out his hand. He was introduced earlier as part of the Javed Confederacy. Don't worry, just follow my lead. It doesn't take much to make a beautiful woman shine. Okay, so Kathy's like, oh, yes, of course. It just, you know, takes his hand and... Follows through. I'm sure she, she, she's trained on how to dance, so not like too worried. I don't think. 
Kiara, you follow your pixie to one of the, the smallest of the gin, a short mousy gin with a short bob and a little bun. Um, we match. Aye, we do. Is she, like, at eye level, or is she shorter than me? Cause I, yeah, she's shorter than me. <laughs> she smiles nervously. Oh, um, Fatima's a little upset she didn't get dancing with your friend. Um, she likes your blonde friend. But, um, but, uh, but uh, I'm your partner, and, and, and so she, she's a bit of a babbler. She's a bit nervous. I, I suppose I should lead. Fast if you do. <laughs> right. And so Kiara just sort of like puts her hand out like it's a handshake, but like, oh yeah, dancing, never mind. Erevan gets paired with Delexia, a demoness with iron <laughs> teeth. Her claws almost coil around him as he nervously takes a dancing position. Hi. Hi. Hello, little one. Are you not delicious? Oh, uh, I assure you, I, I am not. Oh, but I love little shy boys like you the quiet ones always hide a beast inside what will it take to unlock yours Ervan just Ervan has no idea what to, to even do with that information Luna you look around and you see um Cervantes Lilov he was from the drinking game and he's also from the Arcanic Empire and he walks over to you extends his hand <clears throat> and when he comes in he says just you know I got two left feet but I can do a lot of dancing if you want me to basically he's like I'm clumsy but I have energy no pressure Ellie you look and you see your dance partner he is tall thin and with black hair and a circlet around his head flowing cape um you, you, can't, you can't quite place him yet he notices you're matching pixies and walks over uh, and he he's very tall compared to you he's like looming over you at 6'2 uh, miss it, it appears we match would you do me the honor of a dance you could like stand on his feet if you want you're like at eye level with abs and you're just like oh, ah I uh, see a black swath of clothing <laughs> <laughs> curtains okay so the next part is really um significant because everyone's dancing ellie's feeling pretty awkward dancing with this guy who's tall and then she realizes oh gosh this tall guy is the emperor of the arcadic empire how do i royal out what and she tries to curtsy to like him and then also like everyone else and then he politely says you don't need to worry about that and then she attempts to make any conversation with him and asks him if he likes berries and he responds that he's fond of cherries then Ellie's spirit friends say get excited and they gesture at him and he actually seems to notice that, that her spirit friends are active and they say this is Ilumais this is him and Ellie says are you Ilumais and then he stops and looks at her and says, how do you, how do you know that name? Who are you? And then the end. Hello, this is Tiffany, your DM. Thank you so much for listening to Dungeon Damsels. We really appreciate all your support. Please be sure to like, comment, and subscribe. That really helps us out. 
And if you're interested, we also have a Patreon as well as um, a podcast version of our show. You can find it on Spotify, TuneIn, Podcast, Podbay, Podbean, and pretty much where pod anywhere where podcasts are. <laughs> Thank you again so much, and we hope to hear some of you soon.